Tomorrow is a national holiday in honor of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And today, as Reverend Chris mentioned, the church observes the feast day of Dr. King, whom we recognize as a saint and a martyr for the gospel. I have to admit, I always feel a little bit weird about MLK Day. It can feel a bit superficial. For one day a year, I think about Dr. King, reflect a little bit about race relations in America, and then go back to normal life. Surely Dr. King and the question of equal rights for all in this country deserves a little more than that. And it also feels strange to engage with Dr. King's teaching when in Marin County, to be honest, my daily life doesn't involve much of an encounter with racial difference. How do we celebrate Dr. King in a way that isn't just warm, fuzzy, and superficial? Maybe another way of asking the same question is to ask how we take today's gospel text seriously. Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from anyone who takes your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. How do we hear that and, and not just say, that's nice? How do we hear that and really try to put it into practice? These questions prompted us this year to choose a reading from Dr. King's letter from Birmingham Jail. Because this letter is addressed to people much like those of us in this parish. Dr. King addressed a letter to a majority white group of Christians who consider themselves moderates. To white Christians who supported racial equality, people who could say with integrity that they genuinely didn't have any racial prejudice in their hearts. I feel addressed by his letter. I feel that, he applies, that what he's saying applies to me. I believe in and support racial equality, but honestly, I haven't been as active as I want to be. I haven't been on the streets with the Black Lives Matter movement or staging sit-ins in the office of my congressman. I'm a white Christian moderate. That's who Dr. King addresses in this letter. In 1963, Dr. King was invited to Birmingham, Alabama, and there he began organizing nonviolent sit-ins, marches, boycotts, other protests against racism and racial segregation in that city. The protests grew bigger and bigger until a local judge passed an injunction forbidding all marches in town. Dr. King continued in his nonviolent activities. He was arrested, beaten, and imprisoned in the city jail. While he was there, a sympathetic guard smuggled him a newspaper where he saw a letter addressed to him from a group of white moderate clergy. We agree with your aims, they said. Absolutely. Segregation is wrong. It should end. Racism should be eradicated from our hearts. But, Dr. King, you're going about it the wrong way. The courts are already working on this. Congress is considering a civil rights act Wait and let the legal system do its work. Let the political process do its thing. 
Nothing good comes from bringing thousands of people into the streets. Nothing good comes from telling well-intentioned white people that the effects of their actions are racist. You, Dr. King, they said, are flirting with extremism, and it will end badly. Be patient. Wait. Be moderate. Letter from Birmingham Jail, which is a quick and a quick short piece that's absolutely worth reading in full, is Dr. King's response to those white moderate clergy. And I also think it's Dr. King's word to me, to us, to anyone who says to themselves, I'm not part of the problem. I'm not racist. I'm one of the good people. In response, Dr. King says, it's not enough to support equality or not have racism in your heart. When it comes to the question of making sure that every person is treated like a beloved child of God, being moderate isn't enough. You have to be an extremist. He says, was not Jesus an extremist for love? Love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. Pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Was not Amos an extremist for justice? Was not Paul an extremist for the Christian gospel? Martin Luther, he goes on. John Bunyan, Abraham Lincoln, Thomas Jefferson, all of them extremists. Then he says, so the question is not whether we will be extremists, but what kind of extremists we will be. Will will we be extremists for hate or for love? Will we be extremists for the, the preservation of injustice or for the extension of justice? There's not a question. The Christian faith calls us to the cause of justice and compassion. And that's not meant to be a political statement. It's not a liberal or a conservative thing. It's just a fact about the core of our faith. If you took out the parts of the Bible that talk about social and economic justice, the parts that talk about care for the poor, you'd have a very, very thin book. We're a parish of liberal Democrats. We're a parish of fiscally conservative Republicans and everything in between. We don't all agree on how to respond to what's be- how best to respond to what's going on politically in our country, and we don't have to. We don't all agree on how best to care for the poor and the sick, and we don't have to, because what we share is not a political affiliation, but a faith and a call, a call to pursue compassion and justice. That's not optional for Christians. That's at the core of what we believe. Republican or Democrat, wherever we stand politically, we're called together to be what the Reverend Dr. King called extremists for love, extremists for the extension of justice. As Christians, it's not enough for us to be moderate. It's not enough to stand on the sidelines. We're called to what King called creative extremism in the pursuit of love. There is so much intelligence in this room. There are so, there's so much energy. There are so many talents. There are so many gifts. Imagine what we can do individually and together in the years ahead.
Let's be extremists for the rights of others. Let's be extremists for love, for justice, for peace. Extremists in the fight against poverty, in the fight for the rights of women, for the rights of people of color. We've sort of softened Martin Luther King as as he's become a kind of secular saint. He wasn't a softie. He wasn't warm and fuzzy. He was an extremist for the cause of Jesus Christ in the world. We've forgotten how radical he was, and we've forgotten how deeply Christian he was. Let's not admire him so much that we forget to imitate him. Amen.